Don't hope, decide. Don't hope, decide. Let me tell you a true story. A man was picking up a friend at an airport. He encountered a family greeting their father and husband who was returning home from a trip. He overhears their conversation. It literally changed his life. He noticed his family man coming toward him. The family man stopped right next to him because the family was next to him in order to greet his family. The family man motioned to his youngest son, maybe about six years old, as he laid down his bags. They hugged, and the father said, It is so good to see you, son. I missed you so much. Me too, dad, said the son. The oldest son, maybe nine or ten, was next. You are, are already quite the young man. I love you very much. Then he turned to the little girl, their little girl, perhaps one or, or one and a half. He kissed her and held her close. He handed his daughter to his oldest son and declared, I've saved the best for last. And he proceeded to give his wife a long, passionate kiss. I love you so much, he said to his wife softly. The first man was taking all this in and couldn't contain himself. And he interrupted this idyllic scene to ask, wow, how long have you two been married? Been together for 14 years total, married 12 of those. The family man replied as he gazed into his wife's face. Well then, how long have you been away? The family man turned around and said, two whole days. <laughs> the man was stunned and declared to the family man, I hope my marriage is still that passionate after 12 years. The family man stopped smiling, looked the man directly in the eyes and said, don't hope, friend, decide. Don't hope, decide. That's it, isn't it? For most of us, it comes down to a decision. A decision that we make every day for each day of our lives. I'm not going to hope I have a beautiful marriage, family, or a beautiful relationship with someone significant in my life, or a beautiful priesthood, or a beautiful single life, or a beautiful relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to decide for it and keep deciding for it each day, then act upon this decision every day for the rest of my life. Now, I know that this is not possible for every relationship because of sin and human brokenness. But that is still the ideal that Jesus gives to us, the possibility he holds out to us along with his grace. So this begs the question then, how? How can we have beautiful relationships with God and other people, just like the true story that we just heard? 
I think we get an answer from today's first reading from the second chapter of the book of Genesis. Regarding the fact that God is the one who created humanity, God then tells us a simple story. One that we can understand, one that has deep truth. After he creates many of the animals of the earth, he breathes his breath of the Holy Spirit into one of his creatures, makes him more, makes him into his image and likeness. Then God parades many of the creatures of the earth before the man, hoping to present to him a suitable life partner. None of the other creatures of the earth can be an equal partner with the man, only the woman. Meaning, nothing in our earthly life, our food or drink, our education, careers or money, our homes or the things we possess, our entertainment or recreation, nothing can fulfill us except God. And by proxy, the persons to whom God gives us and cause us to give of ourselves to them. Now, I say God first, because I don't know if you've ever noticed this when you've read or heard the, uh, the story of our creation from the book of Genesis. But notice this. Notice that God gives the man to the woman and the woman to the man before the fall of humanity. And therefore, while the man and the woman are in a right and life-giving relationship first with God. God, therefore, is anticipating the fall. When he knows we will look for the fulfillment of our lives in every other thing, activity, lifestyle of this earth first, then maybe, maybe, Give whatever is left over at the end of each day or at the end of our lives to God. So in a very real way, this beautiful story of creation is indeed teaching a very deep truth about our identity and how to find great meaning, purpose, and fulfillment in our lives, in our relationship first with God and then in our relationship with other people. If you want a beautiful marriage and family, or a beautiful priesthood, or a beautiful single life, or a beautiful life after a divorce or the death of a spouse, don't hope, decide. Learning from the deep wisdom of our Creator Himself, as we read in the book of Genesis, decide first for God. Decide to live your life in a deep, giving, life-giving relationship with God. Every day, then act upon this decision each day, and sometimes multiple times a day. Deciding and living first for a life with God, we then are capable of giving ourselves more completely over to our spouses and our children in the way that they deserve. And then also to important friendships and to the mission that God has given us in this world. 
And then we are capable of receiving all that God wants to offer us through himself and other people during our earthly life, no matter the state of our life. When we decide for this life rather than just hoping for it, then we will learn over time to stop putting everything else in our lives first before God and before other people. When we make this decision and help our spouses and children and others make the same decision by us first becoming disciples and then teaching them us becoming disciple makers and helping them become disciples, then truly we will be able to live out the life that God has always decided for us and is only waiting for us to live so that we can become the persons that God meant us to be and set this world on fire, beginning with the people that God first and has been putting in our lives that are sitting all around us and the ones who should be sitting with us right now.